on a Patriots Monday for Boomer Esiason. Boomer is brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody by Shaw's perfecting the art of fresh since 1860 by Zooty. Build any app your company needs in one week. Visit Zooty.com for details. By McFarlane Energy. Check out their home heating oil incentives at McFarlaneEnergy.com. And Boomer is brought to you by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. And he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Good morning, Boomer. Hey, good morning, folks. Man, well, here we are, man. Round three. Pat's Bills, just like we thought it was going to be, right? Uh, have the have the final, the, the Patriots' performance these final four games changed your mind at all heading into the playoffs? Um I, I just think it's going to be it's going to be difficult with a rookie quarterback. Now that we're here, I mean the accomplishment itself is uh, amazing, and I think Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick deserve a round of applause for getting the team to where it is. You know, I thought early on uh, a wild card berth was very possible, and then all of a sudden they ascend to the number one seed. And then the last four weeks, it's been a little bit choppy, no question about that. But uh, they're here, and that's all that matters. And the fact that it's round three between them and Buffalo. It's anybody's game. You know, Josh Allen is is an amazing football player. He can take over a game, but he can also ruin a game. Um, the last few weeks, he's he's played reasonably well. If it gets bad weather and the fact that it's a Saturday night game, we could get, you know, below freezing temperatures. And who knows if we'll see a rerun of the last time they played in Buffalo. Now, when you say a rookie quarterback, do you think that Mac Jones has the capability or do you think the – the playoffs and the whole atmosphere might just be too much for him? You know, that's it's a really good question. I don't think anything's too much for him. You know, I was reading an article last night about him that Jerry uh, Jenny Ventress for Sports Illustrated wrote, and it was a long-form article about the way he was at the Senior Bowl and how he impressed everybody down there last year around this time and how he just blew everybody away. And the guy who runs the Super Bowl down there basically said in the three years that he's been there, he's never seen a quarterback come through that was as prepared to be a professional quarterback as Mac Jones was. So there's something to be said about everything that we watched and witnessed this year. It's a long season, and the fact that you know he may have hit the wall here or there, but even yesterday that he had a comeback uh, in in the second half that he led, and there's no question that you know it was a rough game for him, but. He forgot all about the rough parts and just kind of focused on what he needed to get done to try to win the football game just a little bit too late. But I honestly think that the kid can handle anything. Uh, the weather is the big factor for him. And going into Buffalo, playing against the defense that tends to blitz and gets all over you and you have to make quick decisions and you have to do it in a windy uh, stadium, it makes it that much more difficult. But the mental part of it, I think, Wiggy, he's fine. He feel I, I feel like he's fine. I feel like he can handle anything. And uh, I bet you if you asked him this morning how he feels, I bet you he wakes up and he's got a pep in his step and he can't wait to get going to get uh, on the Bills and get ready to go play next Saturday. Boomer, when you look at the other games that happened yesterday, I felt like everybody was on the edge of their seat when it came to the Raiders-Chargers game. Did you think that was going to end in a tie <laughs> and get the Steelers <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> ruin their I mean, life? I, mean, I So let's start early at 1 o'clock, uh, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Now these two maniac teams – could have eliminated each other had they ended in the tie. And I'm sitting there with Coach Cower going, wouldn't this just be perfect for Baltimore and Pittsburgh to end in the tie and eliminate each other from the playoffs? This would be awesome, especially from an ex-Cincinnati Bengals' eyes. Uh, but watching this game last night, I, I honestly, I don't think any coach has ever been in a – well, I, I think there have been coaches, we just don't remember, 
been in a decision-making situation in overtime where they knew that if they tied, they would have won. So for me, it was nice to see that it didn't end in a tie, that the guys played to win all the way until the end. And yeah, sure, there were some decisions made by both coaching staffs on both sides, uh, both in the fourth quarter and in overtime, that made me believe that everybody was in it to win it. And as an NFL player that played in the league, I'm actually proud that the game ended the way that it did. I didn't want it to end in a tie. So I'm happy for the Steelers, and I'm certainly happy for Rich Bisacci and Derek Carr. Um, I, I felt like the officiating was particularly bad yesterday in that Patriots game. I, you know, you look at that roughing call on the on the oh. Dolphins punter; it was ridiculous. I mean, is it just this year, or, or has it been bad for a while? No, it's been bad for a while. I think it's gotten worse over the last three to four years, just simply because there's been so much changeover uh, at so many positions on the officiating crews. But you know, there was a there was a couple plays in the L.A. San Francisco game yesterday that either were not called or were called that were phantom calls that ended up almost changing the outcome of the game. Now, San Francisco, I thought, should have won the game because there were a couple penalties on the Rams that were not called, especially roughing the passer against Jimmy Garoppolo, which, by the way, it also shows you how important Jimmy Garoppolo is to San Francisco when he's healthy. That is that is a huge win. That is like a signature win for Jimmy Garoppolo, especially after all the injuries that he's had to deal with over the last couple of years. But um, I, I go back to your officiating question. It's been woefully inconsistent in so many different areas. And in, a, and in a situation like yesterday, what happened in the Patriots game, I wish we could review those plays just so we get them right because they can be game-changing penalties if they're not called correctly. But when you look at the matchups, right, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching these games and I think up and I wake up this morning, I'm like, it's almost better that the Patriots lost. I'd rather see Buffalo even though they have a good defense versus Cincinnati, where Cincinnati's offense is so potent, uh, and I think that's that would be a, definitely a more challenging game to the New England Patriots than the Buffalo Bills. How would you feel with those matchups? Do you, you kind of agree with that or disagree with that in the fact that when you look, you know Cincinnati's offense better than anybody, it seems like they could take advantage of you, whether that's running the football or throwing it where Buffalo, you kind of know what they do, and mm-hmm. if you could stop that, it gives you a better chance of winning that football game. I think the biggest difference, other than you know obviously the explosive plays that Cincinnati has consistently put up this year, especially the last two weeks, not counting yesterday because most of their guys didn't play, uh, the difference between the two teams is experience. Cincinnati has no playoff experience. Buffalo is battle-tested and does have all the experience. So for me, if you want to take that into account and say, okay, Mac Jones doesn't have any experience, um, I, I guess that would have evened it out against uh, Cincinnati. But I think, Wiggs, you're right. The Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati Bengals are virtually unstoppable at this moment. And the three wide receivers they have, the tight end and the running back, you know, when you put those guys collectively together, together with Burrow, I could argue that they are maybe the best group of offensive playmakers in the league. And they're playing like that. That's the scary part. So there is something to be said about inexperience uh, versus knowing your opponent really well and that opponent also having significant playoff experience, which the Bills do have. So that's what makes this this game great, though, to me. I mean, you know, a third time around, a Saturday night in Buffalo on CBS, it just it doesn't get much better than that. And then on Sunday, we have the 49ers at the Cowboys at 425. So I think CBS won big with the matchups that we have this weekend. Now, 18 weeks later, do you have a different prediction when it comes to Super Bowl teams? 
So at the beginning of the year, good question, Courtney. At the beginning of the year, I pick Green Bay and Buffalo. And I'm, I, I have to stick with it. I really do. Um, I, I mean, we, I know we fluctuate as the season goes on. You always wonder about injuries. The other thing that I wonder about right now, too, by the way, is Dr. Sills, uh, Alan Sills, the chief medical officer for the NFL, basically said that the peak of this Omicron variant is going to come over the next 10 days or so. So it could have an, uh, an obvious impact in these games one way or the other. But so as of right now, I'll stick with my initial Super Bowl uh, prediction. I know you run a tight ship down there, but what happened Friday with the Aaron Rodgers text? No, I was waiting for you to get to that. (laughs) Um, Basically, somebody took bits and pieces of our show, edited it together, and put it out there. And so-called legitimate news organizations jumped all over it. The Packers reacted to it. I think Aaron Rodgers reacted to it. And they reacted to a fake story. All right, good. So the question is, what do you do? Do you embroil yourself in that fake story? Or do you let the company handle it the way that they handled it? I was not going to go into the sewer pit, sewer pit of social media and, and defend myself for anything because I did nothing wrong. So the company handled it. I think everything got straightened out. But there will be some people out there that will still believe that that's real news when, in fact, it was fake news. See, I actually just lead with the fake news. That's my, that's my <laughs> thing. I just, uh, that's how I get attention. Yeah, I well, you know, we also have an afternoon show here that amplified the whole thing in between that and boob talk that they had Ava Louise on, you know, going down that road with Antonio Brown. And, you know, next thing you know, we're all caught up into that wormy, greasy, you know, kind of slimy kind of world. You know what I mean? Uh, but speaking of boobs, I, I did want to ask you as an MVP voter, uh, does it weigh into it at all when you're considering who the MVP is? Uh, if they are pro-vax, anti-vax, what they're no. political? No, okay, no, th- no thank absolutely you. not. Thank no. you. That guy is an idiot. Well, yeah, well, I actually know Hub, and I've worked with Hub, and Hub's very good, and he he's he would be like a like a reporter for the Globe or somebody here in you know in, in your city uh, that you knew and you probably had on your show, and you guys talk about things and. Uh, for whatever reason, he decided to divulge some of his personal feelings about different things. Now, Aaron assumes that it has something to do with the vaccine. I don't necessarily know that it does have something to do with the vaccine. It may have something to do with something completely different than that. I don't I don't know. But uh, Hub's a good guy, and uh, he put his personal business out there, which I think was a mistake. But at the end of the day, none of that stuff ever impacts the way that I vote. I'm ever, actually very serious about it because I know – for the players, it could be two things. One, it could be a bonus in their contract, and it could be a huge amount of money next year. And two, there is a pride that is associated being an All-Pro or an MVP. So uh, I take it seriously, and I think I got, you know, my team is usually about 98% what the team ends up being at the end of the year, so I feel pretty good about that. Is your coach of the year Bill Belichick, Boomer? He was, I can't tell you who my votes are, but I will tell you that my top uh, candidates for that position were Zach Taylor, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, and Rich Bisaccia. Hmm. All right. So and, those are my four top candidates. That's what I'll tell you. And you brought up AB. Does Tom Brady bear any responsibility for what happened in that? Absolutely home? not. Not at all. Not one. Tom Brady, uh, you know, brought him in, stood up for him. Uh, wanted him on the field because he's a great football player. And I don't think anybody's disputing that he's a great football player. And you want to know something? He's got a lot of great football left in him. Unfortunately, he's not going to play in the NFL ever again because, you know, he's just torched too many people. If you cannot play for Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, 
John Gruden and Derek Carr, and then Bruce Arians and uh, Tom Brady, there's there's obviously something really wrong with you. And you don't have uh, a very good sense of yourself, and you need help. And to, to take shots at Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, you know, Ben Roethlisberger when he left Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin when he left Pittsburgh, of course he didn't have time really to go after Bill Belichick. They didn't play long enough together. But I, I, I just, and John Gruden and the Raiders with the, the burnt feet and not wanting to practice in the helmet situation. And the whole thing's ridiculous, and it's bizarre. And it obviously screams, I need help. The question is, is does he want it? And if he doesn't want it, then he's going to go around uh, being frustrating to everybody who's ever worked with him and who knows him. All right, before you go, we'll get you on record. Who do you like Saturday night? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I did say I'm picking the Bills and yeah. the Green Bay Packers right. to go to the Patriots. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got I mean, uh, Gre- and the Green Bay Packers go to the Super Bowl, so right, I'm sticking that's... with the Bills and the right, Packers. All right, well, we'll find out. Great to talk to you. We'll talk to you again next week. Boo. All right, sounds good, guys. Right. Have a great week.